Hello and welcome back to BizPod. On today's episode, we're doing a guest roundup and we'll have some clips from some of our favourite guests. Enjoy. Yeah, so we're going to kick off today with James. James yeah. Mulvaney. Um, if people want to get in touch, they can reach out via li- uh, social media. If you go to jamesm.com slash connect, all the details are on there. Which is kind of amazing. He really helped kickstart this show For sure. into like what it ended up really being where mm-hmm. you know he approached us on linkedin uh, about this new service matchmaker yep. about getting guests on the show and we're like would you, would you like to be a guest on the show and yeah. um it really pushed things to the next level because mm-hmm. i think he'd definitely done some guesting before and, and actually had like a really quite an impressive um repertoire of shows he'd been on and sort of clips he was showing but it was very much like uh, having someone who whose experience as being a guest on the show was really helpful because we both had experience hosting, but not necessarily sort of interviewing or or engaging with in the same way. Um, and yeah, it was really interesting hearing about how um, he, he grew his business over lockdown. So there's about 30 of us. Ah, a sizable team. Well, I think, um, so obviously I run three different businesses, podcast.co, radio.co, matchmaker.fm. One, one thing we have noticed uh, across the border with all three free websites um, is just a drastic increase in, in traction um, for the products and just traffic on the sites. More people interested in starting podcasts, more people who have been starting radio stations during lockdown as well on our broadcasting platform. Um, so as a business, it's been good. It's actually been really busy. The, the first couple of months of lockdown were, were absolutely manic for us. Mm. We actually had to... Uh, we ended up hiring more people just to keep, you know, keep up with the demand uh, for, for, you know, in terms of inquiries coming in through the site. Uh, we, we hired three extra customer success representatives. Two were in the US, actually. One, one in the US, one in Canada and one back here. So, And then a little bit more to do with some of the ways in which he's found coping with uh, working throughout the pandemic. Well, I'm, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I'm lucky I've got a, t- a you know, fairly substantial team who work alongside me now. So... I, you know, I, I'm, I'm in the position where I am CEO, so I really look at the overall strategy and just make sure that everything keeps moving forward and we keep progressing. And sometimes, yes, it is, you know, obviously I don't, uh, currently I've got three different pro- projects on the go. Um, I think that's probably about the limit for me. I don't think I want to take on something else right this second. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think probably a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Again, it's, it's partly is making sure that you have as a business systems in mm. place yeah and it was really exciting as somebody who ran multiple businesses and you know yeah. managed a good amount of staff and you know dealing and kind of talking to somebody who you know works as business as a service you know he can have many 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 customers for mm. one service which i think at least our scale is something that we've not really been exposed for you know it's a lot of either you sell a product you get a customer or you know you do a craft and you do it for a person but it's a much different model of business there, which was very insightful to hear about. And yeah, Matchmaker itself has been really invaluable in terms of um, us finding guests, but also I think as creating a bit of a network. Um, you know, we have had people approach us about wanting to be on the podcast. It hasn't just been us sending all these messages out, which uh, has felt really rewarding, but also sort of comes to the whole point and, and heart of, of why Matchmaker not only was set up, but why it sort of worked so well over the last sort of year and a half. You know, certainly as you grow the team, um, you kind of lose like, you know, 
probably five years ago there was like i don't know 12 of us maybe and you know that was a really good sort of size because we had enough of a team that we were kind of close-knit like we all knew each other you know and but also we we there was enough resource that we could kind of move forward whereas now you know it's like you you, you get to a stage in, in business where you know you're not you're not necessarily like best friends with every every single person in your team. It doesn't mean that you you've got any issue with them, but like you're not you don't have that sort of same close knit bond mm. that perhaps you you do when you start yeah. out. And and as the company grows from like you know a few people like two three people, you know you, you're literally almost like almost like best friends working together type thing. And then uh, you know as as you go, you have to delegate and and you have, then you get manage. You, like for example, I have um, a CTO, a CMO, and a COO now. So I rely heavily on on those three guys to to sort of manage a lot of the day to day running of the business, um, and and that kind of frees up a lot of my time to focus on the bigger picture. Which, in terms of us doing the show, you know, it was really insightful to you know hear about how uh, you know businesses were getting on with the pandemic. You know, this was you know we were dealing with it as yeah. a two person business, but hearing about how somebody manages that in terms of having a team as well. Yep. And, you know, the working from home and, you know, managing their interests was very interesting. Yeah, I think the idea of, of growing up as a business at that point was really exciting to us. So uh, we really appreciate that we were able to get James on. We have also had the wonderful pleasure of meeting and get to know the amazing Danielle. It's been really interesting to find new and unique ways where we can push people to um, really try and try new things, one. Um, two, also do things that are kind of outside the norm that's now our normal norm. Who would have thought mm. that face mask branding would have been such a tremendous marketing push? Um, but now that's a requirement um, for a lot of our clientele. Indeed. And, you know, what's amazing about getting to meet Danielle is they're such a friendly and kind person that, you know, yeah. this is somebody that we've kept in touch with. You know, not professional. Well, I guess professionally, but, yeah. you know, just casually, you know, just incredibly friendly. Yeah, I mean, she was super wonderful. And I think her very uh, human side uh, and, and real personal character that she brings to the business really shows out in her work. Uh, I like to let my work speak for itself, but that still doesn't mean I can't let people be personally uh, or personally attached to myself. So um, I am kind of putting myself on a routine of have I shown my face today? <laughs> I think especially the brilliant stuff we you know we've been hearing about her family and, and you know the the priority that she has in people-centric business um and uh show me the facts was really lovely to get to know um i'm a little bit leaning on data actually have a cup ha <laughs> give me the data oh. <laughs> Give me all the data. Um, so that's really what I base a lot of my decision making on is, is give me the data that supports the evidence that you are saying. If this is true, that you really want this green mushy color instead of this brighter green color, show me, show me how that means more than this green color. Mm. Because my data shows me that this means this. What's your data say? Mm. And so I really try to make it that conversational piece um, and getting away from leaning on my gut and leaning more on what data supports. Yeah, and I think somebody doing very similar work, uh, mm. graphic design, but in a completely different context. It was amazing to hear about how they've, you know, supplied that service, you know, in the States and as a more mature business, which has been incredibly insightful both for us personally and I hope for some of you uh, use listening along. Yeah.
We did enjoy the um, cultural differences as well with the differences between America and Scotland. Um, that's always very funny. I think I, I always am taken off guard when I hear it firsthand. When you hear it on a show, you're like, oh, of course there's differences. But but it was kind of um, wonderful and insightful to talk to her about that. Yeah, and I think uh, one of my favorite moments about that show was when, you know, we were just chatting about how it's like a secret language of graphic mm. design. And it's, you know, you go down the street and it's like, Oh yeah, I remember the one that had the the ugly Karen. It's just such a relatable vibe. I'm just I love it. <laughs> really enjoyable as well as I think um we had a little bit of a pre and post show chat with her which of course was not included in the podcast, but it did feel very genuine um and as you mentioned earlier, we've been able to keep in contact a little bit. You know, she's not someone we would have encountered in, in personal or professional spaces if it weren't for the podcast. Yeah, and it's just amazing to see because one obviously um incredible entrepreneur uh but as well as that you know it was just really amazing to hear how precise and tactical they are about their work you know there's a true passion behind it yeah. and a true knowledge and when they're working with their clients you know it's very informed what they're doing you know they know what colors are going not just because they're good colors but there's facts behind it as you say yeah so i remember when we first met sarah yeah. and heard about the work they did it was like oh that's incredibly interesting because it's not something that we would have done or kind of wandered into but they do very fascinating work well actually i've met my husband uh in dubai and then we moved to uk that's why i ended up mm. in scotland but then last year whilst i was home in serbia we had this idea and we just started the project to see if anything's going you know like you start something but you don't put too much thought like okay mm. it would be great if it happens but no pressure and then it happens so it's like oh oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um and again was just very real when we were talking to her um giving us brilliant insights about starting a second business Selling is service. Selling is serving. When you see selling as service, then you won't be uncomfortable with it and all that. And then you intellectually, that sounds quite right, but you don't get it until you do it. And it really took me a while to, because, you know, like our knowledge on its own means nothing. You can understand something mentally, but if you don't do it, you don't know it because we have mental level, emotional level and physical level of knowing so only when I really started embodying that and doing that, that is when I learned what that means. And it didn't come overnight and it didn't come from hearing that somewhere. For me, I do a lot of meditation. I um, visualize a lot. I journal a lot. So for me, that was my inner exploration to really embody this and feel what it means to me but also of um, working in, in different fields of business. So interesting that you said, I mean, basically entrepreneurship in its core, it's like solving a problem, right? Mm. So last year when I was here, we have this um, shop with healthy foods and all that, but it's really, there is no soul. There is no nice customer service. And I was so frustrated, like, ah, and then my mom mm. is like, why don't you open a shop? And I'm like, hmm that's a good idea yeah. <laughs> and basically it just started from a conversation and from that little frustration that you are not getting what you want here yeah. to like okay now I'm really opening a shop let's see all these little details that we that we have to learn and do and yeah it's interesting yeah and I think what was really great about them in a similar way to Danielle it was all about having you know 
putting yourself forward as mm-hmm. part of the business uh you know they're very much you know you see their social media channels and their marketing channels it's them their partner their yep. life and their you know life journey that is at the forefront and it's great to see that kind of humbleness and honesty in the work that they do you know we started this show because it was about and I keep saying it, demystifying business, um, but because there are such constructed ideas around what a, an entrepreneur is and how a business should be run. But at the end of the day, there are people who are real people making incredible work all around the world. And so it was beautiful to talk to her um, in a very real way. Uh, when when we first joined the call with her, we, me and Anton had our cameras on, and I remember her saying, "Oh gosh, you're not you're not recording this because I didn't get I didn't get ready," um, and it was sort of a you know instantly great icebreaker, brilliant human moment. Um, that of course, as it's a podcast, there is no visuals to it, but it was really lovely to have that very human moment with her. Indeed, and you know, just getting to meet and learn and hear about their story because it's you know their personal life and their business life intertwined into one and. I think that kind of shows in the, the way that they promote the work that they do. You know, they're one of the, the few businesses we've chatted to that has taken good use of TikTok. Mm-hmm. And TikTok is a very in, inherently personal platform. And, you know, they've taken to it so well in the work they do in terms of helping people find love. It's just incredibly human in of itself. We've been able to sort of check up on our social media recently. And again, we're so impressed that even over the few months that we've since we last spoke I you know the quality of her content has gone up in the same way that she's working on it learning and improving um and you know as a fellow business that's really lovely to see yeah and I really like as it's all you know as they're kind of growing as a business it's you can tell you know they've met more people they've you know get gotten more knowledge about how uh different kind of relationships work and they're you know able to tailor and help more people yeah and last but definitely not least, one of our personal favourites, Michael Grant. Yeah. And then we actually spent a lot of time realising we'll go back through a lot of our old equipment and so spent some time selling on a lot of stuff just to be ready for when things do open up mm. again. We can see what's available and maybe buy some more stuff again. But just trying to, trying to be ready, trying to be one step ahead, but not really knowing what that's going to look like. What's amazing about Michael is he's came from a very, very similar position from us uh, but, uh, you know, a good while ahead of us. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's really great to see the work that they've done with Agatha and uh, how their journey has formed and the paths that they've taken and, you know, kind of chart a path alongside. First, well over half of it, I was working two jobs, had raw film productions and also working for the vast majority of that time at Queen Margaret University. So I was juggling both things because it took a long time for her, but uh, I guess for our business to have enough work coming through it to support myself and Agatha. It, it might have been able to do it quicker, but I also really enjoyed working at Queen Margaret University. Mm-hmm. And so there was, and also it was a nice, it was a really nice balance. Um, but yeah, so the last couple of years, it's just been completely full time. And I think with that, yeah, the 10 years has just flown by and, and working as a freelance filmmaker feels still quite new because I've only been working on like time as a freelance filmmaker for a relatively short period of time similarly really wonderful person that we know them really personally or or we know them well and and in a personal context so it was really wonderful to be able to talk to them a little bit about his business and the work that he's been doing and especially the mid and post lockdown work i I find it brilliant to have someone else to be like to be in a partnership i know a lot of people that just are freelance on their own and that's and that's fine but i find working with agatha like we've got a lot of 
very um, complementary skill sets. I couldn't really imagine it doing it like working in this way with anybody else. And mm. and it's only like you just it's just so natural now. Like after ten years, um, yeah, I was trying to think. It's not like we know exactly. It's not like for you know you talk about people being so in sync. You know, they're a person thinking. It's not always like that. There's still always like different points of views coming in and that's really yeah. good for like especially the creative side of things so it's always good like sending edits to each other and getting feedback because we still look at things quite differently which is which is good and now it's i find it like i said i just find it very very helpful and i'd recommend if people want to start up in this industry on their own you can definitely do it but i think a partnership and then other people might grow from there but i think just working with a team is is very helpful yeah and you know it was amazing as you know obviously everybody's had their own kind of different and unique challenges throughout lockdown and the pandemic and you know they're not exclusive to any one people uh but for us doing that episode it was really humble to you know see somebody uh you know very much further ahead with a fantastic business doing fantastic work but you know sharing um and relating in the similar struggles that we do face and you know the experiences we have working with clients and such i think also just um really wonderful and heartwarming to hear about some of their most proudest or or the work that they are most proud of that you know you could you could never ask somebody to be more proud of their work and and michael just is and and is really chuffed with it and so not only has it really been great um sort of uh after we had a nice chat about instagram seeing them posting a little bit more but also just generally learning about what uh he and agata find passionate uh and drive driven in their work there has always been like uh, for a long time it's been a standout one for us we were involved with a charity called 500 miles we got asked to be brought in because they were doing a, a campaign called the big dinner and the charity creates prosthetics and orthotics for people in africa uh, primarily in malawi and the person who runs it olivia giles is is based in edinburgh and i can't actually remember how we ended up getting in contact with her but she reached out to us and and we started talking and we we started working on this project it involved us going out to malawi for film at the centers over there so that in itself was a, a very big that was our first international project not that we do a lot of them but it's certainly the most like far far flung and so that was um, very eye-opening as well and then off the back of that we then did all the domestic filming here and it was kind of good in a way because we had a real perspective of what good work this this project was doing yeah. very much focusing in on this media campaign to things had to be released every week and it was all building up to this event that was going to be an hour-long show presented and made to look pretty much like I don't know like children in need of red nose day like but based in this in this uh, venue where there was lots of like celebrities and big donors where they were having this dinner and it was huge it was absolutely huge and it was just the two of us doing it it was very very difficult at times but at the end of it, it it really came together and we really surpassed our own expectations of it and they reached their target for what they were trying to raise and it's really stuck with us yeah and it's just kind of amazing you know as you say the passion behind the work it was especially once we chatted about the work they've done in malawi yep um you know from the sounds of it not their their most profitable or highest grade or uh you know it's not their flagship project but there's just such a passion a love and a story there and you know it's clearly a moment that has uh, left an impact on them uh, for many many reasons yeah, it was really enjoyable, I think, talking with Michael in particular because 
since knowing him a bit more, he had gone full time at the work um, after just being part time for a few years. And it, it kind of felt wonderful to be sort of being like, right, you know, you are where we could be, you know, in a good seven years time. It was um, but, you know, it wasn't intimidating. It, it was an exciting inspiration to be able to talk with him. Yeah. You know, there's some people where you see the path that they've charted. And whether intentionally or just the industry's changed, it's very hard to see the stepping stones that led them there. Uh, but Michael was incredibly honest and open about, you know, sharing the, the stepping stones that got them to the, the fantastic place they are today. It's not just the technical side. It's piecing the film together in your head mm-hmm. as you're doing it, trying to rely on that experience and, and keep telling yourself, yes, you, you know, you can see the film. Can you see the film? Is it all going to come together? Thankfully, uh, I think it went well, and the feedback so far from the client has been positive, so there's no better uh, way of knowing than that, so that's, uh, that was oh, a good thing. Incredible. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. It's been really enjoyable um, going back over some of the great stuff that our friends have said, and also just you and I chatting through our, our, some of our good moments with guests. Yeah, you know, it's um, one thing to think of this show of having you know all these episodes, but uh, thinking of it in terms of all the fantastic people we've met really gives some weight behind the the importance of the show that we do here and i think you know we can only share so many experiences of what it's like to you know run a media production company but you know learning how to you know be a love coach or uh, the nuances of running a podcasting uh enterprise it's you know very insightful both for us and hopefully for yourself listening and say you wanted to know a little bit more about us anton what would you do yes you can check us out at the wonderful nakamedia.co.uk and if you want to send us an email and learn more about our individual services or what we could help with that would be info at nakamedia.co.uk alternatively if you just want to keep tabs on what we're up to on the daily basis we are on the wonderful social media aren't we yes we're on instagram facebook linkedin and twitter at nakamedia llp and if you've enjoyed this Have a lovely day and au revoir. Bye for now.